0: The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. It is good to be with you. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today with uh, such gratitude on our hearts. You are such a good and wonderful God. I just love uh, your scripture, your word, you being with us all the time, just how marvelous and how wonderful and how extraordinary you are. And I know that you're still breaking the chains of bondage across this country, and we thank you for that. We see miracles every day, and and we just thank you for all the miracles. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, we are going to talk about something that doesn't get talked about much in our society today. I'm going to give a, a little disclaimer here. This is uh, probably going to be PG-13, um, so uh, you may or may not want to have your children listen to this, although this is certainly a problem with children, and it's the addiction that does not get talked about in our society It is the addiction to sex. It is the addiction to pornography, which is probably the biggest addiction that we have in our country and in our world today. I'm going to throw out some. We're going to do three things here today. I'm going to throw out some stats, and I think you'll be amazed um, at how many, how prevalent and pervasive this is in our society. And then, secondly, I'm going to interview a, a, a friend of mine who I've met through ministry, and is just a wonderful man who's trying to improve his life. Uh, has made some mistakes but is is admitting those mistakes and, and doing everything he can to be better and to follow God's will better. And I, I commend him for his bravery being here to talk about his his uh problems with sex addiction. And then the third thing we're gonna do is I'm gonna give you some answers what you can do about it to to uh to combat this, this pandemic. Of course the number one vaccine is Jesus Christ, but we're gonna talk about some pragmatic steps that people can take but first let's talk about these stats and you know you may think again This isn't really my problem. It is a national problem And it may exist in your home and you may not even realize it but for This one is an eye-opener to me and that is that the pornography industry has more profit than the NBA Major League Baseball and the NFL combined That is staggering when you think about all the things our we just got through with the NBA finals and I was at an Astros game with my niece last night and there were, you know, 30 or 40,000 people in the stadium and TV and the NFL, of course, is number one in this country. And you think about the pornography industry has more profit than all of them combined. 75 million Americans, at least that admit, admit to going on porn sites at least once a month. And that's not just people in the world. 64% of Christian men, through a Barna survey, admitted going on pornography once a month. 15% of Christian women admitted that. And 87% of Christian women have been on pornography, a pornography site at one time or another. In fact, the average age of our children, because of these smartphones and the prevalence of technology in our society now, the average age that a child is exposed to some form of pornography is 11 years old. And parents, if if you're kids have smartphones, you need to put blockers on them, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about that that can be done. There are 42 million porn sites in the United States alone, 42 million. There are 25% of all Internet searches have to do with pornography. 35% of all Internet downloads have to do with pornography. Uh, Porn sites, the number one porn site in the United States, gets more hits than Google and Yahoo combined. It is an epidemic, folks, and it's one we don't talk about. A man named Patrick Carnes a few years ago wrote a book called Out of the Shadows. When we think about pornography or sex addiction, we tend to think of a, a dirty old man in a raincoat that's exposing himself to, to people. But it's it's that's not what it is anymore, folks. The, the The world, the enemy, is using our computers and our technology against us. You know, this is not just a problem for people watching it. It's a it's a problem for the people that are that are on the videos and and, and otherwise they're being exploited. I mean, you want to talk about uh, people being women being exploited? You know, they go out to whatever the circumstances are, but you know, they get in a bad situation, and um, sometimes they're hooked on drugs. You know, all these addictions run together. But forty seven percent of all households surveyed said it was a problem in their household from either one of the parents or a child, 75% of all divorces have to do with either infidelity or, or excessive pornography watching. This is a pandemic of major proportions that is affecting lives. Billions of hours are lost, in, and I think the estimates on this are way low, at, at workplaces because people are using their workplace co- computers to, to you know, maybe they don't want to do it at home. So anyway, we have a, we have a ministry called Break Every Chain. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, and you know, many of the people that come into our, we, we deal with strongholds of all kinds, and many of the people that, that come into our ministry are struggling with sex addiction, and I've got one gentleman here with me today that falls into that category who's brave enough to come on and, and talk to people about this, because it needs to come out of the closet, and it needs to come out of the shadows, and it needs to come into where we address it as a society. So Bob, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thanks, John, and I really appreciate you having me on here so I could tell this message. You know, it's like you said, it's it's an epidemic and it has to, you know, people have to know about it and learn how to fight it.
0: Yeah, they do. Uh, and I, I want to just give. Folks, a little bit because I, I know you and you've been involved in my ministry and and uh, have made great progress. I'm really proud of you. Oh, thank you. Um, but you came in and uh, you were a bit of a mess when you when you came into oh, the ministry. Oh, sure, I was a broken man. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And and praise God that that you, that you've lifted your eyes up and looked to Him for to the solution. But let's let's give the folks a little bit of a background. Where'd you grow up?
1: Uh, Hobart, Indiana.
0: Okay, and how old were you? Uh, my, you know, I'm going to kind of lead you through this because mm-hmm. I know your story. And so, your dad died when you were, you were four, correct? Okay, and uh, raised with your mom and and one one brother, one brother, yeah. Okay, and then he went away to the navy when you were 12, correct? Okay, and um, so when was the first time you were exposed to some pornography? So I was probably
1: 12 or 13, but before I was exposed to pornography, you know, I, I discovered masturbation accidentally. And that quickly became compulsive, and then as pornography came into picture, that high and in intensity just increased. And then from there on, it was just, what's the next thing I could do to get that next rush, that next high?
0: Yeah, folks, you know what what Bob's describing is is just like any typical addiction. You know, in AA, that we say one's too many and a thousand's not enough because we we feel that rush that we have. Uh, that, you know, it's, it's a chemical rush in our brains from dopamine and, and endorphins that are released and these kinds of things. And whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, it really doesn't matter. It's all the same physical reaction in our body. And this is what happens with pornography. So when is the first time, you know, you like me, I think, uh, uh first time I was exposed, uh, a kid showed me a magazine. Was that your first exposure to?
1: Correct. I can't remember if it was a magazine or cable tv at like a friend's house they had the inappropriate channels on there on their tv cable tv so it was right around the same time i don't quite remember which one was first so
0: and that's just so common and that's what happens with our children you know and it's it's going to happen i mean it's not necessarily it it happens you know Mm -hmm. so we have to be prepared to how how to deal with it Uh, but then when is the first time you discovered pornography on the internet
1: Oh, when the internet came out, so I was probably, you know, in, in the late nineties. It's when it kind of became more mainstream, and you know, we had dial-up internet, and uh, I was probably fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in that time zone.
0: Folks, I've dealt with this enough to know that internet is called the crack cocaine of of pornography. Sure is pornography because as some of these statistics showed, it's just so easy and and so prevalent, and it's just at the at your fingertips, you know i mean with drugs and alcohol you at least got to leave your house and go get it you know but this is just right there and if, and if you're you know the enemy will use us wherever he knows we're weak you know and in fact speaking of that there's an organization we're going to get into more things that are help but i think this the name of this organization crystallizes this problem in a way it's called every man's battle and they go around and and they uh you have seminars, and they have three-day intensive seminars, and, and they and they help men with this problem. Um, but any man who says he's never looked at it on the internet's probably not telling the truth. I mean, it's I, I don't know anybody that I've ever talked to, and that includes pastors that that hasn't at least been exposed to it, you know, uh, on occasion or or early in their life. So it, it is every man's battle. Uh, it is the enemy using something that is is you know one of our basic instincts and dangling it out there and making it so easy. But there's a way to combat that. We're going to get into that in a minute. So anyway, so you uh, you married your high school sweetheart? Correct. All right. And uh, when did you – you said right away it was compulsive? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did it uh, – impact your relationship early on with your how long have you been married by the way
1: so i've been married 14 years and i've been with my wife for 20 years okay and it was definitely in the beginning it was it was a problem in the beginning we never i don't feel we're intimate in god's way probably ever or very very few times
0: well, that's one thing that people don't realize, and we're going to get into some questions about. And I want to give this disclaimer again: if you're listening, you may want to not want to have your kids listen to this. We're discussing a, a, a sensitive subject today, which is sex addiction and pornography. Uh, you may want to have your kids listen to it if they're old enough. If you feel like they are, because it's a problem for children because of these smart devices that we have access to. And kids, I understand, kids are showing it to each other at school, and you know, it's you know how kids are. That's kind of. Some kids are going to say that's cool, and you're not cool if you won't look, and there's going to be peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that if you don't want them to listen to this program, you may want to listen and then explain it to your kids the way that you want to explain it to your kids or have your kids talk to pastors about it. Or, you know, uh, like I said, we've got Break Every Chain, at, at uh, which you Parents can attend, learn about it, and then go home and talk to your kids about it because it's it gets grabs kids at an early age, just like uh, just like you. Just like at, me, I was exposed to it at an early age. This, this is will, before the days of Internet. Exactly, that's yeah. what I was going to say, and before we, and, it was and, at your fingertips. And we were still exposed to it at a very mm-hmm. early age. So, um, you know, just tell the folks how generally you believe that this has affected your marriage.
1: Oh, I mean, as it got— I had to do more and more intense activities to chase that high, right, so I'd manipulate my wife into partaking in these activities that were shameful, degrading, and uh violated her boundaries and you know but she she just kept that's what she thought she had to
0: do to please me, you know. Now you never cheated on your wife correct Never, and not in, uh, now, now, not wait a not, minute. not with another person yeah, let me qualify that because yeah. you know i I think looking at internet, internet is cheating on your wife, but uh particularly if it's compulsive and all the time but in in any event, you never were phys- with another physical person physically another woman
1: correct and that and that's the lie every addiction has a lie that exactly enables you to continue down that road, and the lie I felt in my body was. As long as I'm not, I'm faithful to my wife, I have a job, I'm not beating her or beating the kids, like, I'm okay. I could keep, I'm not hurting anyone, right? But that I realize that now, that was a lie, but that's how, there was times I realized, like, maybe I have a problem. I'm like, nah, you don't have a problem, Bob. You know, you have a job. Guys you have do a house. this. This yeah. is what guys do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what the enemy, he's, he lies from the pit of hell in this deal about, uh, it's not hurting my marriage. hmm Pornography addiction kills intimacy in a marriage. Uh, it ch- makes unrealistic expectations, as you're talking about. Oh, for sure. It, it, it changes your intimacy. Many, having counseled many people that have gone through sexual addiction and pornography addiction, um, they actually shy away from physical intimacy with their wife because they say it's just easier to turn the computer on, yeah. you know? It's, it's in do, go to wherever I want, you know? So it, the devil uses this. To trap men in this thing that it's—I think these statistics, frankly, are understated. I mean, that's 75 million Americans in surveys that admit to, to, you know, or at least you know, however they do the survey, that that percentage that admit to it. But I I think it's potentially much greater when you look at the fact that (laughs) the porn industry has more profit than the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL combined. uh, That's pretty incredible. I'm going to go through now. Uh, a list of – there are resources. There's a group called uh, SAA, which is Sex Addicts Anonymous. There are meetings all over the city of Houston where men and women – some are just men, some are co-ed – where men and women – and most of them are just men – where men can go and they can visit about – it's just like any other 12-step meeting – where, where you're with people that have struggled with the same issue. You can talk about your problems, and you can become victorious. And so you can go on the Internet and look up Sex Addicts Anonymous. There's another group called uh, Sexaholics Anonymous, and same thing. They have uh, some co-ed meetings, but mostly meetings for men around town, and you can attend meetings. Uh, there's Every Man's Battle, as I said, with, has intensive workshops. There's a book called Worthy of Her Trust, by a guy named Stephen Adenbaum, and uh, that's a book about rebuilding trust in a marriage when when pornography addiction, sex addiction has has invaded the marriage. You know, we're we're to love our wives like Christ loved the church. I don't think Jesus was wanting people to sit around looking at pornography uh, for lots of different reasons. Um, th- but that's a great book for that I always advise men to read uh, about how to rebuild. Um, and then there's a there are things that you can put that block things like there's a app called covenant eyes net nanny uh cyber purity all you have to do is is google internet porn filters and you know you you got to put these things on i mean it just makes it easy for for people you know if there's a porn blocker then you can't go get look at porn Mm -hmm. even if you're tempted the devil tempts you 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 know it, it just makes it and certainly for kids please parents put these things on your kids smart devices so that they're not exposed to this stuff. It's just it's it's not godly in the slightest. Bob, before I get into these questions, because I want people to understand uh, a little bit more about sexual addiction. Um, has has this caused problems in your marriage?
1: Oh, yeah, it's pretty much if uh if, it, if we reconcile, it will be definitely a miracle from God.
0: Well, my friend, I've seen it happen. Nothing's impossible with God. And you know that I'm praying for you. And you know, I had problems in my marriage and we were separated for a long time and God brought us back together. So I'm, I'm believing that he can do the same for you and for anybody else, because I know your heart and I know that you're, you've been attending break every chain for, um, quite some time. And you know, I know you're trying to change. You are changing. There's. A transformative power of Christ that's going on in in you, and um, you know I'm I'm praying that God. We serve a God of restoration, and He can restore anything. So if you're out there and you're in a marriage where there's pornography is involved, sex addictions involved, get your husband or your wife help. There's help out there. Bring them to our ministry. Break every chain. Uh, we we deal with strongholds of all kinds, whether it be depression, anxiety, uh, alcohol, drugs, pornography. Uh, gambling, it doesn't matter. We meet on Friday nights at, at 7 p.m., 901 Wilson. It's in Humble, New Covenant Church, 901 Wilson Road, 7 p.m. We're there every Friday night. And, uh, you know, people come just to pray with other people. So we won't judge you if you walk in. Nobody's gonna ask you a bunch of questions immediately until you get comfortable and you can share if you want to. You don't have to, but but the only thing we're going to judge you on if you walk into our ministry is that you believe in the power of Jesus Christ to lift you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. That's the only thing we're going to think about you. And you may be coming because it's not you. It's your spouse, or it's your son, or it's your daughter, it's, it's your dad. I mean, who knows uh, that's struggling under the bondage of addiction or any other kind of a bondage. All right, so we're going to go through some questions that are asked on the uh, SAA website. And uh, some of these are going to surprise people. And and at the end, it says, if you answered one or more of these, then you may want to seek counseling. The first one is, do you compulsively avoid sexual activity due to fear of sex or intimacy? Does your sexual avoidance consume you mentally? That one throws a lot of people for a loop. And and it's because people become addicted to this this computer thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, this unnatural thing that we see on the computer. And uh, like we said earlier, they they just think it's easier and Yeah, or, or, it doesn't disappoint, right? Yeah, it doesn't disappoint.
1: Whatever whatever you want to
0: look up, it's it's there. It's there, yeah. That's it's 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 sad. But but God wants us to be intimate. He wants our marriages to be intimate. He wants us to be close to one another and, and share and just not and, and you know, that's the other thing about porn that people don't understand sexual addiction. It destroys intimacy, not just in the bedroom, but just intimacy in general. I mean, if the husband or the wife is sneaking off every night for an hour to go watch porn, what is that doing to the relationship, spending time with one another? Uh, You know, just it it puts it and then the wife finds out about it it causes obviously some hurt and some disappointment it destroys intimacy this oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's internet points from the and, devil and I it's mean, not
1: just with your significant other like with your kids with your friends cuz cuz that's, that's you're you know you're
0: busy doing that well you and i have both sat in meetings where guys have shared that they've lost jobs that they've lost relationships mm-hmm. that 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 it's over to, you know they're doing this 5 6 hours a day Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an addiction just like alcohol and drugs.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to think about how much time I wasted. I probably could have two PhDs <laughs> with the amount of time I wasted consuming pornography.
0: Well, the good news is when the sun sets free is free indeed, my brother. And, and, and I prophesy that over your life. Okay. So number two, do you need greater variety, increased frequency, or more extreme sexual activities to achieve the same level of excitement or relief? Again, For it's sure. just like a hey, one's too many with thousands, not enough. Um, and it just leads to, uh, this increased desire to have this crazy dopamine release. Uh, have your needs driven you to have sex in places or situations or with people who you would not normally choose? You know, I've counseled a lot of people that have gotten arrested, have gotten, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have had criminal problems, have associated with people, s- exposed themselves to disease or caught diseases. I mean, the potential down and, and it, Pornography, sex addiction, is just like any other addiction. It's progressive. People do more and more, and they cross lines they thought they would never cross. Just like the addict that starts out snorting something, then smokes it, and and eventually sticks a needle in their arm with something they thought they would never, ever do. Addiction turns people into things, activities, and to do things, cross lines that they would never think of. Uh, Do you find yourself looking for sexually arousing articles or scenes in newspapers, magazines, or other media? You know, you can't turn on our TVs anymore without seeing suggestive stuff. You can't drive down the street without seeing billboards that are suggestive. So it's easy to fall into that trap. Um, do your relationships become distorted with sexual preoccupation? Does each new relationship have the same destructive pattern, which prompted you to leave the last one? Of course, we counsel people not to be having sexual relationships, and, as the Bible says, unless they're married. Um, but many people go from marriage to marriage. This destroys marriages. Um, so, um, has your sexual behavior or pursuit of sexual relationships ever left you feeling hopeless, alienated from others, or suicidal?
1: Oh, for me, for that, sure.
0: Has it? I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Tell, and I, to, to Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so I had everything you could ever want. I had a good job, wonderful wife, healthy kids, and I was suffering from some kind of depression. And I thought of suicide many, many times, and I was probably— 30 seconds away from doing it sometimes but there's always a little voice that kept me from doing it but there there's a statistic i want to bring up real quick please 12 percent of the general population of men show signs of depression among sexual compulsive men that number increases to 28 percent
0: yeah so more than more than doubles More than doubles. More than doubles.
1: I, I truly believe that because i was there and since i've been on my path to be better like you know, my life has fallen apart right now, but I am still happier than I ever been since I found Jesus Christ.
0: Amen, brother. Amen. And, and I'm proud to have you as part of our ministry. I really am. I want to invite people also to to two things. Uh, so we only got through half the questions. You can find those questions on Sex Addicts Anonymous. I hope this show has been instructive. I hope we haven't offended anybody in our office, I mean, in our audience, but it's it's something that needs to be talked about. It's something that people need to address. You know, we just sweep it under the rug and, and nobody looks at it. But it's just as real an addiction as, as anything else. And, you know, addiction ultimately leads to isolation. For sure. You and, know, people just alone with their drug or their alcohol or their or their computer and, you know, uh, uh, disassociated from their friends and relatives.
1: Um, Yeah, oh, for sure. And if there's one thing I could say is, Don't let the shame trap you. Go get help.
0: That's great. Yeah, shame and guilt. Whatever addiction is, the enemy, that's where he wants you to be. I want to invite people to join us this Sunday at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. We're a recovery church because everybody's recovering from something. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church. I'm going to be preaching this week, which is a great topic for this one, and that is on G- the healing powers of Jesus, both physically, spiritually, and mentally. I want to invite everybody in. We're a non-judgmental church. We're going to love you. we got a small church family. We love 240 West 18th Street, Sunday nights in the Heights, 6 p.m., New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. You know, We love you here at Recovery Radio Houston, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.